this is Dean Carnassus, the Ultra Marathon Man, and you are listening to the FitCast. Hello, welcome to the Case Elk and Fonz FitCast, talking about fitness and fun. What's up, Fonz? Hey, things are good here in Austin, Texas. How are things in Woo-hoo. Chicago? Oh my God, things are great in Chicago. It is summertime in the shy. Perfect weather. Everybody's outdoors doing stuff. It's like the time of the year when the winter was worth it for all of us. <laughs> yeah, like I, I... 18 inches of snow were worth it. <laughs> I hear it. it. takes a lot to get over 18 inches of snow, but uh, yeah, I hear you. I oh hear you. Here, here in Texas, we're not in the same joyful time of the year as far as weather's concerned. It's a bit... It's hot, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a billion degrees, but uh, give or a take. A billion? Yeah, somewhere around there. Give or take. A billion and a half? Billion and one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My thermometer's broken. But <laughs> thermometers don't even work anymore down there. <laughs> but the beer is cold, and that's all that matters. That's what matters. Well, let's see. What have I been up to? A yeah. couple weekends ago, I did the Soldier Field 10 miler, so all I did right. a foot race. All right. I did the bike, the drive, so I did a bike race. Mm-hmm. And then I was supposed to go for like a really long swim, but I, you know, I, I jumped in the lake for a little bit, and that was my try weekend. So. Oh, very nice. That's my favorite weekend in Chicago because I would do those exact same things. I yeah, know. Memorial Day weekend. Yep, I love it. Um, I also got to spend some time with our former FitCast guest, Laura. Laura Eagles. Yeah, she came into town. Awesome. Into Chicago from Boston. Yeah, so I hosted her for a night, and she was very patient with me because I had my track practice, and I was gone for all the day working, but she was totally cool with it. She was awesome. Yeah, she she seems like the type who could just roll with it and have fun. That's cool. She totally did. So. Um, You were supposed to do a try the other weekend, mister. How did that go? Uh, it didn't happen. What? What happened? Uh, so... <laughs> It rained here the entire month of May, so... Oh, no! Yeah, on Sunday... So it got canceled? Yeah, well, sort of. On, on Sunday, they canceled the swim. The race was Monday morning. It was Memorial Day. On Sunday, they canceled the swim, and I was like, wow, this kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I'm a swimmer. I'm not that great of a biker, and I'm a pretty slow runner, but... You just took away my favorite part. So that kind of sucks. Come on, those losers. Yeah, so then I wake up in the morning on Monday morning, and I tried to defer. I went to the race site. I'm like, I don't want to do a triathlon. This isn't a triathlon. I don't want to do whatever you're calling this race. So Duathlon. Whatever. They're, I don't know what they were going to call it. It doesn't matter. I want it out. So I wake <laughs> up in the morning, and it's like I'm looking at the Doppler radar, and it's just like in five minutes there's going to be the, you know, the blues and the purples and the reds and that, like, not not your light greens. We're talking like a storm coming Lightning. through. No, you can't do it. It's not safe. Fortunately, I live five minutes from the race site. Um, so I'm at home watching this. And they get the race direct on the news. He's like, yeah, transition's open. Come on down. I'm like, fuck that. serious? <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. That's like a huge liability. <laughs> I feel bad because the race director has to be like, oh, yeah, everything's great. Come on, da, da, da. And I'm like, no. <laughs> hey, it's all fun and games until someone gets struck by lightning. I don't think that's a smart move. <laughs> yeah, so three hours. And I'm sitting at home on my couch, and uh, there's a really funny quote from their Facebook page. I'll get to that in a second. But, like, you know, the people who had to come from the suburbs or farther away, they're all sitting in their cars in a parking garage. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to sit here for till this all clears out. Eventually, they cancel this, cancel that, and it ended up to be, they ended up doing a 10K run at like 10. Oh, God. Yeah, at like 10 in the morning in the rain. 
Oh my god. So, uh, but it was funny because right about eight fifteen or so, they put out a message saying, "We are tentatively going to start the race at nine a.m." And somebody replied, "My wife and I are tentatively drinking mimosas right now." <laughs> Yes, way to be. That's my my favorite kind of triathlon. It's drinking three different kinds of mimosas. Exactly. Maybe throw a Bellini in there for a little extra. Yeah, a mimosa, a Bellini, and then just straight champagne. (laughs) We're all good. That's a triathlon. So yeah, so so that was my triathlon. So that was that was the first half of my season. Uh, There's a little break now, but I also got to do Ragnar. I know you did because I saw you. I know. We ran from Madison to Chicago, finished 12 of us. For those of you who don't know what Ragnar is, um, it's a 200-mile race, 12 people on your team, unless you're a psycho, then you do. You have six people you on your six team. six the ultra team, yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, you run 200 miles. And I was fortunately in van one. Shout out to Emily Thompson, who was our captain. Shout out, Emily yeah. Thompson. She put this thing together like a store, like a like a champ. So organized, you know. It's it's not easy getting twelve people and vans and food, and the nighttime safety gear and all that stuff. She put it all together. It was great. Oh uh, yeah, it's a lot of rules with the nighttime safety gear, right? Uh yeah, and we followed most of them. Oh, hey, this is a public <laughs> podcast. They can still get you. I don't think they can disqualify us at this point, and if they do, whatever. We came in five million. That's fine. Um, do you have any good stories from Ragnar? Uh, yo, a bunch of them. So, for those of you who don't know what Ragnar is kind of like, it beats the crap out of you. It's so much fun. Like, you have two vans of six people, and each van, you're bonding, and you've got food, and you're in this van, and you're sweating your butts off. Uh, Chicago, by the way, you said the weather's perfect. There were two days where it was like 90 plus Oh, degrees. yeah, that's right. The two days when you were out running yeah, those... from Madison to Chicago. That's right. I do remember that. I was lucky. I was in van one, so my my runs were early in the morning and after uh, after dusk. So um, I didn't have to deal with the heat. Uh, our MVP of van one, and, and and it's all about your van. Like you you want your your van two people to uh, to enjoy the race and do a good job, but you really bond with van one. So um, uh, yeah, we had a great time. Be- Becky Greenberg was a trooper. She crushed. She was MVP. Yeah, she was MVP of Van oh, One. She loved Becky. Yeah, she's she she had her first run was at noon or something like that. It was a ten mile run, one of three runs. Um, her first one was ten mile run in ninety degrees, and she crushed it. She, I think it was like eight minute miles or something underneath there. So. God. Yeah. But I don't even know how you don't walk in that kind of weather. Uh, yeah, she crushed it. It was great. Walking would be difficult at that point. <laughs> And the other story, so remember from our last FitCast, uh, Kaysalk, you remember our last FitCast? Yes, I want to know how the bet went, because you put that bet out in public on the FitCast that you were going to beat the Ultra Team. The six of them, the six fastest fuck people, and us, right? We had our bet. uh, One burpee per minute that the leading team won. And I honestly, I was pretty confident we were going to lose. I put the line in my own head at about losing. Really? Because you weren't talking like you weren't, like you were talking like you were pretty confident on that last podcast. Well, that's because Matt and Dallas were actually on the line. So I had to, I had to. Oh, you had to play it up a little bit. I can't back down to it. Superstar. (laughs) Uh, So I had a line about an hour and a half losing. 
Um, which would have been as 90 divided by 12, what's that, about 8 or 7 burpees each or so, 6 burpees? Yeah, not so, too bad. And that heat, though, those are a lot of burpees. That is a lot of burpees. So we did, we did uh, um, funny story, I get a text message from my podcast partner, K-Salk, that's you, on my last run. <laughs> Wait, who? That's you. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm checking my messages because, long story short, I had to pee during my last six and a half mile run, so I stopped to pee, I look at my phone, and I see Kevin Waz, is, or I see the Ultra Team is about to catch you. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> because we, I was following them on Strava. I was wondering how you had all that information. I was following them on Strava, and I saw everybody's progress, and I was like, oh shit, there's only like... 10 minutes in between them, like, from when they posted them. So who knows actually how long it was. But I'm like, crap, they're really gaining. They're going to catch them. And so I wanted to let you know. So this is my last run of three. Like, I had four. This is my six-and-a-half-mile run. I'm running, and this is freaking hilarious. And I'm thinking, after I got the text, I'm like, because, you know, when you're running, you're, you're just thinking about whatever, right? So I'm like, all right, who do I want to be the person who catches our team? And if it's me, who do I want the person to be? And, you know, I'm friends with them. So I'm like, all right, this will be kind of fun. And after about a half hour, I hear behind me the theme from Jaws. Da-da, 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 da And I look back, and it's fucking Kevin Waz. Kevin Waz, oh, my gosh. Of course it is. <laughs> and he's got a big old smile on his face, and he catches me. I'm like, all right. So we had a rule on our team, all the remainder burpees. So if it wasn't divisible by 12, there would be extra burpees. Whoever got past had to do the remainder burpees, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm like, well, I'm doing the remainder. And then Kevin was such a nice guy. He's like, he pulls up. He's like, let's finish this leg together. We had about a mile to go. Um, I'm like, you know, you're much faster. You go ahead. I don't want to cost your team too many. He's like, no. Being the good guy that Kevin is, he's like, let's just let's just finish together. And then we, uh, over the last mile, choreographed the way we're to finish with like pushing and shoving and slipping and all this stuff and. Uh, yeah, drama, drama queens. Yeah, so, but it was our, fun. Our listeners probably remember Kevin Waz because he was on, what was it, our, our third episode, our he, third podcast episode? Yeah, the Chicago the episode. November Project Chicago. Yes, that's, yes, Tickle, 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 Scratch, I believe. Tickle, 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 Scratch. That's <laughs> Kevin Waz, folks. You remember him. <laughs> so go back and listen to the Chicago episode. But yeah, I mean, it was a great time. Stuff like that happens, and uh, they ended up beating us by 16 minutes. That's not. Too, that's a lot less than ninety. Yeah, I think I think the the excess heat is going to slow down an ultra team a lot more than the other team because yeah, they're doing twice as much. They're getting twice as hot. Yeah, like if it's really hot and you have to run for 45, 50 minutes or an hour, like you fight through it and you rehydrate. When you have to double that, it's really going to slow you down. But yeah, that was right now. It was great. We had a great time. You know, we finished. We drank beer. We it was it was an amazing time. Thanks to Emily Thompson and MVP to Becky. And uh, yeah, that was right now. I had seven days on the whole trip, and we had a we had uh, I got to see you guys. I got to see. I have non November Project and Fitcast friends. You do remember? Well, you pr- you don't remember. We were actually <laughs> talking about the Fitcast when we were out with some non Fitcast non November Project friends. Uh, and then you texted me the next day. You were like, did we talk about anything important about the FitCast? Because we were all really drunk. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna lay the blame on Janelle. She's yeah, the, because she owns the liquor shop that we were at. Yeah, she owns Liquor Park. So uh, shout out to Liquor Park. And, uh, yeah, she gave us some beer, and we bought some beer. And, 
of course, my friend uh, Courtney and Sarah were there as well. That uh, you got to meet. You met Courtney before. It was your first time meeting Sarah? Yeah, I met Courtney before. Sarah was my first time meeting her. Won't be my last. She was awesome. Yeah, long time, long time, good friend. So, uh, so yeah, it was great to see all you guys, all the NP people. I didn't get to do a workout uh, other than Madison. Oh other yeah. Than- Oh, you did Madison. I was going to say you didn't get to work out other than Ragnar. Yeah, well, let's funny. let's add that. You know what makes what makes November Project cool and what makes the November Project Chicago Ragnar team cool is that fucking before Ragnar, which is three. For those of you who haven't done it, you have to run three different runs uh, over the course of twenty four, thirty one hours, depending on how fast you are. How slow you are? Uh, or slow you are. <laughs> Uh, you know, the November Project team were like, we're in Madison, there's a workout. So as a warm-up to the Ragnar, we all did the November Project Madison workout. Awesome! So, so yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, Shout-out to Madison, uh, Madison November Project. So, uh, you know, us old guys, I'll tell you what's, uh, what, are you still there? Yeah. What's tough about, you know, being an old guy doing this stuff is that between... The November Project and the three workouts and all the recovery stuff. We talked about recovery last weekend. My body's just shot. Like, I start that second run and I can't, my legs, I can barely get out of the van, much less run five miles, right? Oh, my God. So, you know, as you get older, you get you get a little tighter. The hamstrings, the back, everything's a little tighter, so. Did you do the beet juice? I did not have any beet juice. Remember the, the beet juice. Matt and Dallas said the beet juice. I think the Ultra Team bought up all the beet juice in the Midwest. They bought it all in the area. They had a monopoly they on the did. beet juice, so they... no other team could have it. Those assholes. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so, but yeah, I was really tight and kind of sore in my back. Like I said, hamstrings. Everything, everything was kind of tough, but you know, you fight through and you do it. Um, but you know, it, life's about more than running and and uh, and other other related things is it more than drink is it more than drinking uh well and it's more than drinking it's more than running but uh i'm looking for a way to to, to feel a little better other than running because i may be cutting back on the running swimming and definitely going to be swimming i did splash in the pool today for a bit good so you know what else you could start doing for your recovery what's that yoga what yeah well you know that's like what a lot of athletes do for their recovery. Actually, my coach says on my recovery day, I'm supposed to be doing yoga. Oops, I think I just gave away that I'm not doing it. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a good one. And did you know that we happen to have a yogi here on our FitCast? Our guest today. Our guest today is a yogi. So maybe she can give you some tips on how to recover that old body of yours, old man. All right. Well, let's hear about it. Introduce her and let's, uh, let's get going on our main topic. Well, we've been actually really excited about getting a yogi on the podcast. Um, so we actually, we approached Callie and she was really excited to do it. So Callie, we're so excited that you're here. Um, Kelly is a yogi, a runner, a feminist, a social worker, an amazing human being. Um, and I'll just tell you the first time I really, I knew her through November Project. Yep. And the first time I really got to know her was we were at Bar on Buena, which is a bar, and do you remember that's right across from your apartment, and it was the night before I was running a 5K, a bunch of us were running this 5K. Wait, was I there? Wait, time out. Was I there? Were you there? Did Kelly and I show up late? Because I remember meeting a bunch of NP people at Bar on Buena. Kelly and I, I showed up I, I was drunk by the end you of it. You were drunk. And oh, yeah. I was running a 5K the next day, but... 
by the end of the night, I had learned so much about her. I gained so much respect for her as a person. And there's just so many sides to her. And the yogi side is just one of them. She's like a, a, a dodecahedron where yes, she has many like sides. It. I made it that word up, I think. Um, but just so you know, that, that night um, was the night before my 5K PR race. To this day, it still stands as my 5K PR. So I think we need to have a chat every time I want to do a 5K so that you can I'm motivate game. me. All right. So she, she's also good luck. And she's also our designated NPPR Day stretch leader. Yes, I've been to that. It's wonderful. It feels amazing at the, at the, end, of the, uh, at the end of the workout. She's awesome. So um, welcome. A nice introduction, by the way. <laughs> I, 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 I could have tried harder. No. no. <laughs> I would like be too embarrassed to talk. <laughs> well, why don't you talk now? Why don't you tell us how you okay. got into yoga? Yeah. Okay, so... When I was 13, my former hippie mother <laughs> decided um, that I should try yoga. And she bought me, not bought me, she got a book from the local library called Chakra Workout. Whoa! Yeah, and it had like Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga exercises, and some other real hippie, earthy stuff. And at 13, at 13, starting young. Yeah. And yeah, so I've been doing it ever since. Wow. Um, I, like, took my first class in a studio in, like, 2001 or something. I hadn't graduated high school yet, so. Wow. Yeah. So you've literally been practicing ever since then. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what it would have been like to go through puberty and all those body changes and all the body changes that come with just growing up. And, like, I don't know what that would be like without yoga. Like, that yeah, is completely really the lens that I know yeah. my body. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. So it's really kind of like shaped your your adolescence then. It has shaped so much about my life in ways that I don't realize until I talk to people who haven't been through that same experience. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Now, do you teach yoga? I teach, currently I teach private or like special events. Um, oh, I have like very, NPPR day. Yeah. Like, I have like a very hectic work schedule. So uh, work yes, schedule. that's right. So I'll do like retreats and NPPR day, but I don't have a standing class schedule. But I've been teaching, I did my teaching certification in 2008, and I, two months ago, got certified in a trauma-informed teaching style for children. Oh my gosh, so you're just combining your social work and all the yoga. goodness in a bowl wow, together this really, like this literally changed your life like <laughs> honestly it really yeah. did like you're not kidding when you say change no. the way that you oh. think about things everything funds we gotta we gotta get on this wagon <laughs> yeah i mean not only you're changing your own life you're changing other people's lives for the better like constantly yeah yeah i use it um i work as a therapist i use it in my therapy with my clients it's how i regulate myself so i can be a good therapist and a good friend so it goes way beyond, and, and we started talking about this as just a physical thing, like for recovery, yeah. but it, for you, it goes way beyond that. It is a very mental and it's a, emotional, spiritual, yeah. emotional practice. Yeah. So yoga, I mean, yoga, give us a little, you can correct me however you, you may, but like it's, it's got its roots in, in spirituality. Right. So it's a practice back in the day, thousands of years ago, it was a practice used by Hindu um, observers of the Hindu faith who were preparing for meditation. It was used as a way to prepare your body and breath for stillness so you could meditate. So it was like the prep for the spiritual practice. So Hindu, um, 
Hmm. Hinduism practices yoga, but yoga is not inherently a Hindu practice. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, there's, like, schools and stuff that are banning yoga because it's just, so that's yeah. all bullshit. That's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. No, it what? is. Because the... The practices of yoga, the connection to breath and the awareness of the body and movement is really beneficial for children of all ages. Um, but we get wrapped up in the fact that it's an ancient practice from a culture that we don't understand. And people are scared of things they don't understand. You can say that again. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little heavy statement. Um, so do you have, like, a, a favorite? I know there are several different styles of yoga. Is there one style that you prefer to practice? Um, so one of my favorite, I have two favorite styles. I have Shivananda, which is a very prescribed yoga, but it has lots of breath work in the beginning and the end. And you have a guaranteed inversion. Mm-hmm. So, like, headstand or shoulder stand or something like that. And That then, sounds dangerous for people like me. It's not for everybody, but it's a good... <laughs> Don't start with that one fine. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You can start with the beginning class of that one. Um, then the other one I really like is forest yoga, which forces stillness into the practice. Oh, my God. And so difficult. It teaches you how to find your edge. So you move into a posture and you see how far you can take it to find this place where it's uncomfortable, but it's okay. I'm really taking this in as an endurance athlete, like, being comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that's a really important skill to have as an athlete. It's all the same psychological skill, like whether you're running a marathon or doing triathlons or... As an athlete, as an athlete, yes, but as a human being, as an an existing being, going, you know, that that extra little step is only going to reap rewards later on in life, whether it's, uh, like I said, either it's yoga, athletics, or, you know, giving a random stranger a sweaty hug. Now, do you then also use yoga to supplement your other physical activity? Because you're a runner. I am a runner. How many, how many, what, what kinds of races do you do? Um, my favorite is half marathons, but I've done four marathons and any number of smaller Okay, four races. marathons. I didn't yeah. know it was up to four. Yeah. And then how many halves? A lot. We're in the 15 neighborhood. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I really like them. It's like the perfect amount of training. Like I can still have the life. But I get my long runs, and I get to see pretty places on race day. Yeah, and push yourself a little extra farther than uh, your normal one-hour, you know, yeah. one-hour loop on the lakefront or whatever your your, your typical run is. Disappearing for three hours at a time. Yeah. So. Yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but do you kind of use yoga to supplement that yeah. as well? So for, like, recovery and stuff? Right, for recovery. I And, like, thinking about running problem areas like tight hip flexors tight hamstrings tight low back plantar fasciitis uh oh that yeah uh oh you gotta Uh-oh. do it i should i you know i've taken about 10 yoga classes in my life um and i couldn't do it either before or after something because i'm working five times harder than everyone else in that class which is fine it's just that it's it's not a it's not a warm-up or a recovery it's it's the workout for me so one um, of the things that's amazing about yoga for somebody who who experiences it that way is you could do a restorative class, which would be really focused on recovery. Okay, stretching. At, and would open... Restorative, okay. Different, you know, open your low back, open your hamstrings, um, open your shoulders without the active 
nature of some of the more common vinyasa classes that move really fast through lots of postures. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll pop into a class or two now because, uh, yeah, I, I, I completely understand that's the best thing for my long-term sort of state of my body. Um, okay, so I need to ask this. I know that yoga goes beyond just the physical practice, and yoga isn't about, like, trying to do impressive things. <laughs> what kinds of impressive things can you do? <laughs> like, can you do, like, headstands and stuff like that? I can do headstands. <laughs> my favorite, here, my favorite impressive things are um, playing in headstand. Playing. Playing. So, like, you go up, side down, and then you move your legs and make different shapes, and you make different shapes with, like, how you move your hips and oh shift God. your weight around. Can you solve a Rubik's Cube while you're standing on your head? <laughs> I can't solve a Rubik's cube on my desk. <laughs> Sitting on your butt. <laughs> Just got a little less impressive, huh? I'm sorry. Well, you know now, now I'm gonna throw out. Now I'm gonna throw out uh, to our listeners. Shoot us an email video of you uh, solving a Rubik's cube, whether or not you're in some sort of pose. To, or just be in a pose, and you don't actually have to solve the Rubik's Cube, but at least trying. Just have one in your <laughs> hand. Uh, fitcast at gmail.com. Uh, shoot us some yoga stories or Rubik's Cube stories or ideally a video of you solving a Rubik's Cube. So. But, uh, no, but it's amazing. I hope we get videos. I yeah. really hope we get videos of this. I hope we get a video of someone solving a Rubik's Cube standing on their head while their legs are That's, spinning around. I bet your dog would try. <laughs> I probably would try Fonz. Uh, we'll see. He looks a little tired right now, but, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt Kelly, but yeah, so you like to play while you're in, in these poses. Um, and then my other thing is I'm a backbender. What does that mean? So it means I bend backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you describe that again? It was a little bit complicated for all my listeners. I like to bend my head towards my butt. <laughs> You like to smell your own ass? I like to smell my own ass. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um, I like to open my chest up to the ceiling of the sky. That's a really comfortable place for me. And then again, it's like playing. You know, going up and down on my arms or my legs or lifting things, you know, a leg up or an arm up or twisting. And oh. yeah. I feel like that's a very... And, and I, I do practice yoga. Not as much as my coach thinks I do, but I do practice it. <laughs> I would think that, you know, the back bend is a very vulnerable position. Yeah. If we think about um, psychological states and types of yoga postures, forward folding is very restorative. Um, it's very safe. And back bending is considered a heart opener. And so it creates vulnerability, but it creates space. I'm um, doing it right now for all the listeners. I'm trying to <laughs> open up. <laughs> Kelly's looking at me like, no, no, honey. <laughs> You were doing great. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, so it is a vulnerable opening practice yeah, to bend so backwards. And you feel very comfortable in that. So I think that speaks a lot to you as a person. You're very comfortable in vulnerable positions. I am. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in those positions metaphysically as a social worker and then physically as a yogi. Wow. Yeah. girl's got her shit together. <laughs> I am one girl. Lady. So, so what benefit? So, for those of you, me, but not necessarily just me, like people who are are you know doing races, whether it's uh, running, triathlon, cycling, or whatever. Uh, how? What would you say? How? How do you? How are you going to get those people into yoga? What's the? What's the benefit? What's the? What's the hook? Is you know the runners, and this is it, it angers me. Like, 
I got to get my miles in. I only have so many so many hours a day. I got to get my miles in. How, how are you going to get them to take some of that time and do yoga? Um, I think the best way is to sell the benefits of it. One okay. of the biggest ones, in my opinion, is if you practice yoga consistently, those miles will feel easier because it'll be easier on your body. You'll have wow. more openness in your muscles so then they work better and the blood moves through them better. Um, you can also think of it as like a cross-training practice. You think of running, swimming, or cycling, it's all forward motion. Yep. You can have a yoga practice that is lateral, so you're opening out to the sides, which would strengthen those other muscles that get neglected a bit during your typical running, biking, swimming day. Yeah, this is something I needed to start doing 20 years ago, and I didn't, <laughs> unfortunately. I think we all need to start doing it 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm t I totally drink the Kool-Aid, and you should teach infants yoga, you know. Yeah. You should start very young. There's a lot of benefits. And you're saying this because you started at 13, though. <laughs> How many of our listeners started yoga at 13? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, is it too late to start? Though? Is it ever Never. too late to start? No. No, even if you, like, drop into one of those cute butt yoga classes that are very active and sweaty and those are great places to start it can be a really great way to get accustomed to moving your body in that way and learning those postures and starting to figure out what your alignment is like um and then you can because the other pieces like come with time like the breath work will come with time if you can just get yourself to the mat so that would be your advice for anybody that wants just to show up to just do class. it. Just go to mm -hmm. whatever yoga class you can, and you'll mm -hmm. kind of discover. Yeah, you you'll like find it. Um, if you're concerned, go to a beginner's class. Even if you used to do it before and you're looking for something different from it, then go to a beginner's class if you can find one. But it can be hard because we have a culture of dropping yoga classes, which can be really great for people with tight schedules. But... But I'm confused. What's the difference between a beginner's class and a drop-in? So a beginner's class often has like six weeks of time. Oh, like a series. Yeah, and a drop-in class is just that. You just show up, you take the class. Um, so either one is great, but if you can take a beginner's class with the series, I just, I love that. I think that's a great practice. Yeah, that, that creates that accountability because I was, you know, I did the drop-in thing. I bought the Groupon, and there's lots of Groupons and other stuff out there. Um, I did the Groupon, and I, I took a half dozen when I first started, and, uh, you know, it, it just kind of the time ran out, and I just stopped doing it, and that was that was my mistake. That was my bad. Um, but, yeah, if, if you've got a, you know, every Tuesday at 530 type thing to show up to, I'm going to do it if I paid for it. And there's, um, in addition to accountability, there's habit building. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, if our listeners wanted to, could they get together with you and you could teach them? I like could. The class? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you give us your... You give, give us, us your contact info. We'll put that on the page so mm -hmm. people can contact you if they're interested in it. Cool. I can do that. Oh my Go God, for it. Awesome for, like, a birthday. I want to do that for my birthday party. Fun. Oh, so... One of my favorite private lessons that I taught. Wait, before you go, before you tell the favorite, why don't you just tell everybody right now how to how to get a hold of you? So the best way is email. Okay. It's smiling.yogini at gmail.com. You're going to have to spell that. Our, our listeners spell. are drunk right now. <laughs> it's S-M-I-L-I-N <laughs> dot Y O G I N 
I at gmail.com. Smilingyogini at gmail.com. That, you know, that is almost impossible to forget, right? <laughs> you got a good marketing. <laughs> it's a visual. You got, yeah, I have the visual right now. Although I've never actually smiled during yoga class because... How have you not smiled during yoga class? I get my ass kicked. It's me, it's me and a bunch of uh, young women half my age who are like doing things very effortlessly. And I'm like, I, I didn't finish this thing. It sucks. I'm in so much pain. Just, just hopefully the 30, 45 minutes are done. So. I'm afraid that you feel that way, Fon. No, I believe me. And when I would leave, I'd be all sweaty. I'd be like, that was amazing. I feel so awesome. But, you but know. How many people are like, swimming 2K? How do you even do that? That sucks. <laughs> yeah, we all have you our... You did that. We all have our strengths, which is why we have Callie, our yogi here, so that uh, everybody can uh, everybody can expand their, their, their breadth of activities. Expand your mind, man. Open your mind. So, all right, well, so you gave us, what's your favorite class now? Sorry to interrupt. My favorite, the classes that I really like to take are Shivananda-style classes and forest classes. Okay, okay. And teaching? Teaching, I teach um, a therapeutic style of yoga. So I'm good for people with injuries or other emotional difficulties um, and varied body shapes. So not all yogis need to be thin-like. 20-something women who used to be dancers. Yeah, so what's like a yoga body then? Well, my body with big boobs and big butts and a short frame. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's all a yoga, yoga body. body. <laughs> Folks, that is a yoga body. Um, anybody is, any body is a yoga body. It doesn't matter ability or build or color. Everybody is yoga should be accessible to everybody. Or age for that matter. We learned you can start doing that as a baby. Awesome. I taught a girl for a few weeks who had a birth defect and it was one of the most rewarding teaching experience I ever had because she had never had a teacher who like sat with her and said like, what can you do? How can we help you? Like, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's do this prop. It was such a great experience. And she was able to she was able do the to practice do so much more than she'd done it before because somebody sat there and said, what if I put this block here? And we tried stuff. Because yoga should be play and trying, and so we got there. It was awesome. pretty amazing. Yeah. Little share. Oh, nice feel-good story. <laughs> yeah, it's such an amazing, like, it's, yoga's so three-dimensional, right? Like, running is literally two-dimensional, or one-dimensional, depending on your, your thing. But yoga is just everything. It's, it's mind, it's lateral movement, it's, it's, it's body, it's, 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 it's it's perfectly three-dimensional. Thank you. Thank you for educating us on all this stuff. Yeah. This is great. So, do we, any, do we have any fun questions for Kelly? Well, are we done with the yoga questions, Kelly? Do you have Do you have uh, Do you have anything else you want to add? I don't. I think you guys have some really great yoga questions. I think the one thing I would say is living in a culture of social media with like look this certain way everywhere. Yoga practices look really different than what we see on Instagram, and it's <laughs> important to embrace where you're at. It's not a competitive sport. Um, if you can get through a sun salutation and that's all you got, that's amazing, and you should be really proud of that. Yeah, and there's all different kinds. Like you said, there's the beginner stuff, and the, the I guess you said vinyasa was one of the things that... Uh, it moves through quickly, and you you mentioned uh, several others that are they're they're all very different. And they have different different purposes. Oh, it's amazing! 
So listeners, get your ass out there and take a yoga class. Do it for do it get for Get your fun. yoga body out there. Yeah. Either either uh, send a message to Callie, our guest, or you know, just go and find one. Find your local find your local yoga class and uh, just hop right in. You'll get a deal on you know, they they want you in there so that you'll get a deal for your first <laughs> There you go. No, it's it's that's the way it is. Especially in Chicago where they're they're all over the place. There's always one within a few blocks. That's a very true statement. So uh so all right, enough on yoga. Kesal, you got some uh some non yoga questions? I do. I have a couple. All right, Callie, you ready? These are these are you're not prepped for this. I've been hiding them. <laughs> no, she said there would be non yoga questions but did not tell me what they were gonna yeah. be. All right. Okay. Um all right. If you were a mixed drink, what mixed drink would you be? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, you're, like, legitimately confused right now. So, I think it would be a Sazerac. I don't even know what that is. What, you, well, what are the ingredients there? Let's hear about it. Absinthe drink? Already a problem. <laughs> um, She's not for everyone, folks. <laughs> it's just, it's a little quirky. It's a little weird, but like if you try it, it can be a really fun thing. Oh. Um, I yeah. love that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> the way that you just described your drink is totally you. <laughs> and you're going to go out and you're going to be like, I'm ordering Sazerac. that. Next time I'm out, I'm getting a yeah. Sazerac. <laughs> okay, well, all right. I, I need to write this down. So what, how do you spell this? Oh, oh. I'm a social worker. Um, Sazerac, S-A-Z-C-R-E-C. That could be super wrong, but there's a Z in there and an R and a C. All right. Absent drink. Got it. Oh, and fun fact, you will find bars in Chicago that make Sazeracs with, um, Malort. Malort. Oh, no, not Malort. Yeah. I guess I'll have to win the Malort 5K again. So <laughs> and then rename it the Sazerac 5K. Sazerac 5K. <laughs> I wrote it down. It looks like Cubs player Caesar right now because there's only one vowel and a whole bunch of other a bunch of other letters. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, who powered the Cubs? Aaron Rodgers in this episode, but plenty of Cubs players. Yes, are it's Caesar who powered the Cubs to a six nothing lead with a two run homer in the first today. Was oh, wow. he drinking Sazerac? Uh, probably when he got back to the dugout after he trotted around the bases. So, all right, uh, Sazerac, <laughs> got it. Um. Okay. So this is another uh, libation slash food type question. Your husband's a chef. He is. Okay. So. Yeah. And Was I that the like, question? That's not the question. Okay. No, that's not the question. Okay. No, I was going to say, no. that's the prep. That's the prep. Because I'm pretty sure, based on our conversations, he, he is a chef. chef. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, he cooks for you a lot. He does. Which is awesome. Perks of the, the wife of a chef. Yeah. Um, if he only made one dish for you, for that you had to eat for all your meals for the rest of your life, I know uh-huh. this question's unrealistic, but what would it be? Oh, no, I know what it'd be. It would be, <laughs> it would be French-style lentils. With red wine, not white, and um, fresh homemade bread. Oh my gosh! I would eat that's, that every meal. Like you can eat that's it a legit meal. Every every meal, every day, it's amazing. Lentils and bread, so just just good old good old fashioned fiber, beans and bread. And the fi- uh, fiber, the lentils have lots of protein. Yeah. Um, and you're a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. So we love those. 
on the oh, list. Yeah. I know. I saw you had Caitlin on. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Kelly Rice, vegans and oh. veganish people. Yeah. So that would be it. Oh, all right. Lentils and bread. It's like really easy. I figured you'd have to think about it. And no, not this one. <laughs> she knows. Well, and it sounds like it's not terribly complicated to make either from the from the chef's standpoint, from your husband's standpoint. No, he would probably be really happy that that's <laughs> awesome. But like homemade ravioli or something. Which yeah. is also, oh, that sounds difficult. That sounds like yeah. hours and hours of work. To make pasta, that's a lot of work. Yeah. So. Definitely not worth it. This is one of those risk-reward things. I've had homemade ravioli, and I've had canned and frozen ravioli. And, yeah, the six hours of work that it puts in to make the uh, fresh stuff, definitely not worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll take Chef Boyardee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay, I have another question okay. for you because I haven't talked about it yet. And I want to talk about your baby bump. <laughs> She's got a baby bump. Yes, I have a baby bump. <laughs> Which is very exciting. It actually showed up yesterday. It yeah. showed up yet just just now it showed up. All right. It's like the bump part is real new. The being pregnant's been going on for a little while. And but now you can actually like see like look at it, you can see them like the bump. There's what? a person in there. There's, there's a tiny human in there. <laughs> um now I wanna know how has that changed your yoga practice? So I'm sixteen weeks. So the first like thirteen and a half, it made me really sick. Um, so I spent a lot of time in restorative poses because I needed to like move my body around, but I felt like hot garbage. So I didn't want to move it too much. Um, and then recently, so there are some yoga poses where you lay on your belly and you bend your back up. Um, and those aren't really doable anymore. Yeah. But that's kind of it. Like all the standing poses, I don't go upside down. As long as I used to before, but that's, I think that's a fear thing as opposed to a, like, anatomical worry. Okay. Yeah. But it's also, the yoga has made me more comfortable in my pregnancy because my body changes and my practice changes and I can, like, put those two things together and understand them versus not practicing or not running and then... Like, trying to do something one day and be like, oh, like, my body doesn't do that right now. Yeah. Like, I can see the changes progressing. Very cool. Yeah. So it's very, like, adjustable. It's very dynamic. Yes. Every day, literally every day is different. Oh, my god. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. It can be a little overwhelming, but it's, like, a really cool experience. Thanks for asking about my bump. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have a different non, non-fitness, non-body question. Cool. Um, and, and you're very spiritual, so I want to tap into your, or the yoga spiritual piece of this, this question, this answer, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my, again, listeners, we do not coordinate these questions before, although those of you in the know know that uh, this has been mentioned earlier in the FitCast. Callie, what is your favorite shape and why? So I hope, I hope my... Geometric. Partner K cell, yeah, geometric shape. Well, I mean, you can really interpret the question however you like. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Let's stick to. Well, if we want to do an A and B. Your favorite geometric shape and why? Because shapes can be very, sort of telling of a human being, of an attitude, of a philosophy. I don't know where you get the idea that you're some kind of fucking Freud, Fonz, but. 
Well, yeah, you're right. I don't know where I get that idea either, but that doesn't mean I But I have it. Yeah, and I'm asking this damn fucking question. Uh, what's your favorite shape and why? I think we all need some yoga right now. Okay. It's a little tense. And don't don't take don't take uh, Kaysalk's hint from earlier in the podcast, uh, which she did drop out a random shape earlier for no reason. But don't uh, don't don't use that as any crutch to answer the question. Um. Okay. Well, in all fairness, I didn't catch her her random drop. Which so my good. guess is so that don't bring it back up. Ninety five percent of the people in this listening to this fitcast probably didn't either. But because uh, I had this question down, it, I, it caught okay. my ear. But go ahead. Uh, okay. So my favorite shape. So I like I'm instantly drawn to two different shapes. And right. I have a hard time choosing one. Right, well, I'll talk about them both. That's fine. Just okay, just talk so about them both and why. Um, so my first one is a triangle. All right. Three sides. Three sides. Really stable. Mm, very stable. Um, like triangle pose. Right. And it's very grounded. Yes. And then the other one that I'm drawn to is, is a circle. Mm, very different shapes. Yeah. And like the circle, it's like the nonlinear nature of a circle that you can drop in and drop out and you can go around and there's like life like there's not really a break point yes it is the strongest shape and that's what i had in my notes is i was gonna if you had any follow-up questions hey a circle is very strong because you don't have that weak point right right so that's kind of so they're both strong shapes they are attracted to strong shapes i'm a strong shape that don't need no man (laughs) i am Yeah, I think, so that's kind of where I'm at, because, like, and the triangle has a very grounded nature in my mind, and a circle can be grounded, but it also feels a little more air. Hmm. Yes, and mobile, like, it, it's a wheel, right? It can it's move a, around a bit more. Well, well, that's amazing. And, that, you know what, that's very telling of your personality, so uh, that's why we ask these <laughs> questions. Thanks. I honestly, listeners, did not, I did not... I did not think that old K-Salk here would be throwing out the term dodecahedron, like, in the first 30 seconds of our podcast. Oh, that's what I knew what you were talking about. I'm like, what the? <laughs> so, okay. her favorite shape was not a dodecahedron. It was not. <laughs> or a didecahedron. I think, I think a dodeca is that 10? Is a dodecahedron yeah. 10? Yeah. And didecahedron is 12, maybe? I don't know. You know what I know? I, I need to Google this later. You know what? Someone here is a shape expert. Someone yes. here is a yoga expert. So let's stick to what we know. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I appreciate those responses. Uh, this is great. So, uh, Case, I'll give everything more for our guest. No, I just want to thank you for being here, Callie. We recruited you. And you, you were such a good sport. And it was so much fun spending time with you. And this was a pleasure. It was nice to talk to you guys. I know. About you. <laughs> well wonderful all right well uh so partner let's move on to the seggies huh yeah let's do should we do favorite things first we shall we shall so. okay <laughs> so singing again of course there i am that's your favorite thing hearing me sing <laughs> yes it is um, so favorite things are brought to us by WellFit Triathlon Training, which kills me a little bit on the inside every, <laughs> every day, <I'm> train, <laughs> which is where I train for my tries, and hopefully they're going to get me through my first half Ironman this weekend, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yes, we will. All right. So uh, what's your favorite thing? My favorite thing is something that I'm going to have with me when I complete said half Ironman, 
and that is Humagels. I don't even know what that means. They're like goo gels, like you know goo gels that endurance athletes use like during their runs. Yep. But these ones have a certain type of sugar in them that doesn't make me feel like shit. Ah, Huma, H-U-M-A? H-U-M-A. I think it's actually pronounced Huma. Huma, okay. It's got the umlaut over the U, and that's like a German thing, but whatever. Um, They're delicious. And so one of my friends, Becca, who um, we've mentioned on the podcast several times, is um, an ambassador for them. And she got me like a ton of them today. So thank you so much, Becca, for that. Um, but I, that's like all I use when I do endurance sports. So I'm going to definitely have a bunch on here. I think I have like eight different flavors. <laughs> so maybe I'll just pick like two or three that I'll use for, uh, on Sunday, but so, I'm so excited. So you're going to do it during the race or after the race or both? During. Oh, definitely during the race. Yeah, during, not during the swim. Cause I'm not going to like stop and backflow and just do them. But yeah. when I get on that bike. And then during the run, I'm going to do them too. Yeah, so half Ironmans are tricky, but uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. I, I screwed up my nutrition my last half Ironman I did. So, uh, you like that? That happens. It happens. You know, you, you try things and you're pushing yourself. So, uh, so the Huma gels are your favorite thing. Huma. They are not sponsoring this. They should have sponsored this podcast. Maybe well, they'll sponsor us from now on. Yeah, ship, ship Kristen a, a race entry fee from... Yeah. At some point. Damn Humagel, whatever your website is. <laughs> You'll actually get it on the Fidcast if you send uh There we go. If you send us some cashola. What's your favorite thing, Fonz? Well, I've gotta I've gotta go I've gotta so I do have a favorite thing, but before I go my favorite thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna suspend one of my prior favorite things. What? Is that loud? I don't know the rules. Do you have the, the uh, I mean it's it's your podcast, man. Make the rules. <laughs> Well, it's our podcast, so I'm going to suspend water as my favorite thing. What? You can't do that! Water is the best. Yeah, well, you say that like you didn't get like a billion inches of rain and that canceled your triathlon and it kicks you out of your favorite pool and there's mosquitoes everywhere and it's a thousand percent humidity. So. Maybe you don't hate water. I'm breaking up with water. Oh my God! This but is so. Who sad. are you gonna see instead? We're gonna water and I are gonna get back to. Well, I'm gonna see. Uh, I believe it's called a real ale. From. <laughs> is that a beer? Yes, this is a Hans Pils. Real, <laughs> well, real ale is water a in that beer, fun. It is, and they couldn't have made this beer without my my water. But uh, it's a real ale brewing company, the Hans Pils. I'm drinking right now. So that is what I'm replacing. Just a temporary. I'm sure I'll, I'll get back together with water, but I'm suspending them. Uh, but I do have an addition to the favorite things list. Okay. Well, what is your addition after your retraction? Uh, you know I like the, the musicals, the Broadway musicals. And yes, so. sir. You sure do. And we just had our Tonys. And I didn't see the Tonys because I was in Chicago doing all the fun stuff. But I assume, I assume Hamilton crushed everything, right? Hamilton did crush it. Sarah Bareilles was on, too. She did a great job. Yeah, I assume I assume that crashed. I missed it. Sorry, but is there a Wicked movie coming out? Is there? There is. Wicked will be on the oh big my screen. Fonz, we need to go see it together. It's gonna be a while. I think it's the end of next year, so maybe. And are you months. even still gonna be alive? Uh, hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I got Kelly mid drink of water, and now she's choking. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see if I if I break up with water forever. I probably won't live very long. But 
<laughs> but yes, Wicked will be on the big screen. That you heard it here first. Unless you're on the Twitter, the Wicked Twitter or the Kristen Chenoweth Twitter, then uh, then you've already know this. But yes, Wicked will be on the big screen. Super exciting. So uh, that's my favorite thing, Wicked on the big screen. I will, I will be at Alamo. Oh man, the Alamo oh my God, I'm draft coming to house. Alamo draft house with you. To watch. <laughs> no funds. I seriously am. I will fly you down. I will. This will be amazing. The the sing along. Doing it. We're doing, and we're singing very loudly. I will prep for that. For I will prep all my friends. We will have. I will rent out a studio so everyone can learn all the words. What do you mean? People need to learn the words they don't already know. They're not invited. Some people. <laughs> there you go. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah, that's my favorite thing. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, WellFit, for sponsoring our favorite things. Uh, um, we got mailbag next. We do have mailbag. So, before we get started, why don't you shoot, us, shoot out the email? What's the email address that people can email us if they want to be on the mailbag? Yeah, we've been doing good with our mailbag lately. Yes, we have. It's getting full, but uh, always always room for more interesting stuff. Sure there is. So you can email us at kselkfonsfitcast at gmail.com. That's kselk, me, Fonz, the other guy. That's me. Fitcast, what we do, at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. I don't think I'm going to ever introduce the email like that again. <laughs> but anyways, people email us there. Um, I got an email. From All right. From Craig. All right, let's hear it. Um, and I'm not going to read the email because he was very... Craig, you are a very long-winded person. You're not going to read the email. You got an I'm email. Not gonna, I can't read it. I'm just going to paraphrase because, right. honestly, the, the guy went on for, for a long, long time. All right, let's hear it. And he even admitted it during his little rant. So, basically, what Craig wants to know is... So, he has just picked up triathlon training. Okay. Um, like Dante? Yes. Like all the cool kids. Um, and he wants to do a super sprint triathlon next year. He lost, oh man, now I can't remember because I don't have the email up. I think he lost 60 pounds. Whoa. Lost a lot of weight. He lost a t- I, actually, I think it's more than that. I think it's like 80. Um, he lost a ton of weight. And so he's been like running every day. And he, his goal is to work up to a 5K. And so what he's been doing is he's been just running as fast as he can for as long as he can every day. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, he found that he gets really tired and he can't recover if he's running as fast as he can every day. And so Hashtag story checks out. So yeah, he basically wants to know what a better training plan is for him so that he can run a 5K so he can do this sprint triathlon. Um, and and he, he doesn't want to retract his progress, but he wants to, you know, get better. Oh, well, all right. So how are we going to answer that? Should I throw in my opinion here? Yeah, give out your opinion. So triathlon's more about strength than running technique and all that stuff so uh you want to do a lot of crossfit stuff you definitely want to get your butt on that bike biking is uh half of the time in a triathlon or approximately half the time in a triathlon so spend that time on the bike the nice part about the bike is that recovery is uh much easier from a bike ride than a run because you're not putting it's really hard on your body right so if he's running as fast as he can every day he's and uh again congratulations on the losing all the weight and swimming will actually help that a lot more as well because uh you're burning a lot of calories in the water and you're not putting any pressure on your joints so uh yeah let's let's move away from the running let's do some yoga right yoga (laughs) let's do some yoga get on that bike 
Get your butt in the water. Bo- swimming can be kind of boring, especially if you're not like sort of a natural swimmer. If you've been swimming your whole life, um, but it really is good for me. It'll it'll you'll earn that dinner. You'll earn that uh, uh. that dinner after swimming. So that's my opinion. What do you got, Case Up? I think that's great advice. I mean, yeah, if you're training for a triathlon or even if you're just a runner, it's still good to do this cross training, like the else. yoga stuff. Yeah. Um, but also. I don't know about this running as fast as you can every day. I think you need, like, recovery days and days when you purposefully run slower. Right. Um, when you were talking I, about it, my first thought was literally, like, rest day. Yeah, rest day, for sure. Play in the water. Go yeah. to a yoga class. And you can still be active right. while you're resting and recovering. I think, so I think what Craig is worried about is, like, losing his progress. Because he, in the email, he talked about mm-hmm. how he made all this progress to get up to the distance that he's running. I think if you take a couple days off from running a week, you're not going to lose that progress. Especially mm-hmm. if you're biking or doing yoga or something. And building your core. Like, runners tend to neglect our cores. We're not good at that. So, like, if he wants to do these other activities... Maybe taking a day off a week and taking a core class to build the strength in his belly, like the running will feel better and he'll be ready for swimming and biking. Yeah, so many items there. Like running as fast as you can all the time, it's it's just not a good idea. And you don't even want to try to increase your whatever. If your normal run is five miles, don't just try to make that faster every day. Like. Yeah. You know the run. Listen, subscribe to some running podcasts. They 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 talk about. You know, the 80-20 rule where 80% of your runs are not full capacity and then, uh, you know, 20% are a little over. So you're you're running faster than you're comfortable with for a small percentage of the time. And, you know, if you're doing an 80% run and you're just running a little under, then that's fine too. Great advice. Craig, I think you're set. Yep. So to see you out there at that Super Sprint Triathlon. Fantastic. All right. Well, I got an, I got an email as well. You did get an email. We've created some controversy here. We got a battle going on. Oh man, we—I mean, we're not a controversial podcast. Well, we, we swear uh, a lot. We're a little bit opinionated, but this is out of control. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> Port Dante here in Indianapolis started a started a, a literally a family feud. Okay, so, what? Let's explain what's going on. Yeah, so Dante emailed us, and if you listen to the last uh, the last Fitcast, Dante his goggles are fogging up. Pretty standard problem. Everyone's fucking goggles, you know, they fog up. Uh, and he asked, so I got I got a so-called expert on, you know, a guy who swims. My brother John, Doctor John Fons, swims a lot. He's been swimming his whole life, and he's an uh, he's got his doctorate in optics. So. Yeah, this is the guy we went on, right? Apparently, I got the wrong expert. But he to- he told us the advice that we all knew. You spit in your goggles. You spit in your goggles. but I that- don't swim, and I know you spit in your goggles. <laughs> See? So what's the big deal here? The big deal is that uh, he said that, you know, splashing it with water, swimming, or splashing it with water, or spitting in it, it's all, it all kind of does the same thing. And I what did I suggest? Car wax, right? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, car wax. I wouldn't take my opinion on this. But we got an email from the alchemist. Uh-oh. Appar- the Apparently, there's chemistry involved here. What? So here's the email. Hey, I listened to your FitCast. Love them. I'm responding to the question from the last podcast about why goggles fog and how to prevent it. The doctor dude. That's that's my brother. The doctor dude. The doctor Let's dude. call him by he- Dr. Fonz. Dr. Fonz. 
was right on the first point, but a little light on answering the second. So the first point was like, why do goggles fog up, right? Like, it, you know, it creates those little tiny water droplets and it's like a prism. Um, but, but here's the rest of the story, he says. Yes, fog is created by the condensation of water vapor on the lens of the goggles, causing tiny droplets that adhere to the surface of the goggle. As Dr. Dude said, Dr. John Fons, it's kind of like looking through millions of prisms. Which, by the way, sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I just want to do that. <laughs> we don't condone drug use, but uh, that sounds like something that uh, would be fun on LSD or something, right? Uh, but, he says, there's more than meets the eye. Oh, is that, a, is that on purpose? I think that was a pun. Okay, punny. Is that a pun? Yeah, a little pun. Get it? Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, so now he's a chemist, right? So... As, as Dr. John said, spit is nearly all water, and our alchemist here says it's 99.5% water. But the other half percent is critical here, right? So you, we all know that spit's kind of gooey, right? Oh, yeah. It's not water. So the 0.5% part of it, it kind of helps in digestion. Was uh, it enzymes and stuff? What was that? Like enzymes and stuff in your spit? Yeah, well, we'll call this a hydrophilic surfactant. Hydrophilic surfactant. Whoa, the yogi knows. Well, wait, say that. What'd you, what'd you call it there, Kelly? Hydrophilic surfactant. It's a hydrophilic surfactant. Yes, so apparently spit has a hydrophilic surfactant, which is apparently evolutionarily designed not only for swallowing, but to make you swim faster. <laughs> because... Oh... That 0.5% is very critical. So uh, the email goes on, back to your goggles. Brian, put the beer down and concentrate now. Is that what the letter says or are you just saying? No, that's what the email actually says. And you know what? I don't, you know, don't tell me what to fucking do. You should, I, oh! <laughs> I'm opening another beer because you just this told me to put it down. Too. I'm worried for your family, Fonz. The Fonz family is so. On this very cast. So where was I? I don't know. I just opened a beer. <laughs> All right, concentrate. Here it is. You spit in your goggles, right? So basically what you're doing is you're putting water and this uh, hydrophilic surfactant. So all of you can just Google that and you can whatever. So, But what that's doing is the hydrophilic surfactant is breaking down that surface tension so that those millions of prisms can't actually form in your goggles. So... so okay. Kind of like what a wax would do or something like that, right? Like it's, it's t take the grease out of your way type thing. Like it's not allowing that water to create that. It's, it's reducing the surface so tension. So Kelly just said that surfactant is what is in soap. So can you rub soap in your goggles and have the same effect? Uh, apparently. So I'm going to continue on the email. It gives a few, it gives a few, I guess you could just go to Walgreens and ask for a bottle of hydrophilic surfactant, right? Yeah. There you go. Is that prescription or no? Do you have to go to the prescription for that department? Oh, he's the alchemist. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he goes on. So most any hydrophilic surfactants can work, including over-the-counter or apparently maybe you need a prescription. I don't know. But one of the best dilute solutions of baby shampoo. There we go. So if you dilute the baby shampoo, and he suggests a 4 to 1 ratio just to, you know, because, you know, spit is only 0.5%. So you want to dilute this quite a bit. 
Any shampoo will work, but may sting your eyes. Of course, you can spend a lot of money on anti-fogs, but they hardly work better than spit or shampoo. So that's it. So uh, Dr. John Fons has been called out by the alchemist, who now I'm going to reveal as uh, my brother Terry Fons, who's, <laughs> who's actually the alchemist and listens to the FitCast. He's like, that's bullshit. So, uh, so yeah, sorry, John. Uh, I, you know, we all kind of thought that spit was, was a little better than water, and I think now we have the reason. And Terry says, there's a chemical reason for everything, and explains why K-Salk sings all the time on the FitCast. Is he saying I'm on drugs? Yeah, there may be some sort of chemical imbalance in your brain. Oh, so you're saying I need drugs. Or maybe... Either way, it's yeah, fine. Maybe you need to switch out the drugs you're taking for different drugs. I don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> I need different drugs. <laughs> but yes. So, yeah. So now, listeners, now we have an additional task. We need to find the best, apparently a four-to-one uh, dilution of baby shampoo works. Uh, maybe soap, toothpaste. Everybody try something different. Yeah, we need people to try these things and get back to us on which one works the best. Yeah, shoot us an email at kselkfonsfitcast at gmail.com. We can continue this debate over poor Dante, who's like, I just want to do my triathlon. I just wanted to know. <laughs> and now I got to look up the word hydrophilic surfactant. <laughs> Forget it, I'm just going to quit triathloning. So... Uh, so yeah, there's the email. So now we got a little, uh, little, little debate going on. So uh, yeah, shoot us some more emails if you want to get on here on the on the Fitcast, uh, and we'll continue this discussion or uh, anything else. What do you got coming up? Oh my gosh, I've got exciting things coming up. In fact, I've got my very first half Ironman this weekend. Woo! Woohoo! I'm excited. But I think what I'm gonna do is because you know it's a 1.2 mile swim. I think I'm going to put spit in one goggle eye and baby shampoo in the other, and then I'll see after the <laughs> swim which one worked out better. You may end up swimming in circles, so I don't know if I, I, this maybe is... Maybe I shouldn't try it. You know, they just say don't yeah. try anything new on race day. Yeah, I think you might end up uh, with just some problems on that one, yeah. So. I'll try it after. I, I just use spit normally, so... <laughs> there you go, and see what happens. Uh, well, congratulations, your first half Ironman. Uh, do you have a goal set for this one? I Can I guess what your goal is? What's my goal? 5000. Can you do that? No, I can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a time goal, but it's a very loose time goal because it's actually the first. I'm, I'm doing the Wisconsin Milkman Triathlon. What is that? It's actually oh, that's the first that. year. It's the inaugural year for it. So I don't really, nobody, nobody really knows what to expect, except we all expect that it's going to be very hot because it's going to be almost 90 on sunday in madison oh no and madison so, is kind of hilly verona you going it's through verona? very hilly so that's why my time goal is a loose time goal and okay. if i don't make it i slow down and i'm still happy because it'll be my first one and it's going to be so exciting oh. i am i'm very excited i'm a little bit nervous but just because like i'm anxious and i like want to get out there i'm sure once i get out there i'll just be happy yeah. Well, fantastic. Can I uh, can I go on? The, what's it called again? The Wisconsin Milkman Triathlon. They do not have live tracking. Oh, so I can't go on. You'll have to you'll have to send you me go a text. On Monday, you can go look up my time and see if it was close to five hours. All right, I can do that. Wisconsin Milkman. Well, congratulations on uh, 
getting 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 ready for your first half Iron Man. I've done them. They suck. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you've told plenty of stories about how much they suck. So. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're you're a superstar. I'm sure you'll do great. Well, that's awesome. So you're ready. So you're you're. Did you taper it all for this one? I did taper. My coach gave me a tapering plan. All okay. official. It's Sunday, so you're. And I skipped a swim to sleep in because sleep is part of tapering, right? Sleep is very sleep important. Sleep is very important. And you're driving up to Madison. Driving up to Madison tomorrow on Saturday. Fantastic. I'm doing it on Sunday. Actually, I need to give a shout out to my cousins Trisha and Shore. Um, they are giving me a place to stay, so I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Um, they live in Madison, but they're actually going to be on vacation with the rest of my family, so I get to take care of their cats. So I have a very important job when I'm not triathloning. I'm cat taking care of him. Well, be careful because some cats, including mine, they tend to try to murder you while you're in the middle of the night. Other kitties would never try to murder. <laughs> they might try to like eat my food. I think one of them, I think it's Tao, really likes water. So if you leave a cup of water out, Tao will put her little paw in there and be like, oh. I like water. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll probably happen. See, water, it's a good thing, Fawn. Don't keep dissing it. Everybody well, loves water. I'm sure I'll get back to, I'll get back on board with water. It's just that it's been so wet here and you know, the hydrophilic surfactants have been, have been Yeah. Vulnerable. Be hydrophilic. Right. So hydrophilic fun. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you have anything coming up? Fuck no. Like this is I live in Austin. Our season's done here. So there'll be stuff coming up in the fall, but when you wake up and it's a billion degrees, it's not like everyone's like, Oh, but let's do a race. Your pool's open, right? You can go into your Yes. I splashed into the pool today. I'm actually getting a real swim in tomorrow. It's hard. you can't really do like workout swims here in the summer in the afternoon because it's just people splashing around, which is great. That's what I did. I went down there and I splashed around for a while. It's it's always a beautiful swimming pool. But uh, yes, I will start. I will do my long swims. I'm going to continue to do Project Austin. I led my biggest uh, group ever this morning. Ooh, how many were there? Uh, Twelve of us. Wow, that's good. Yeah, we got some momentum on Project Austin. I'm pretty excited about it. So. Go Project Austin! Hey, if anybody's in the Austin area, yeah, come out to uh, come out to Project Austin. We made hey, one Fons, day we forgot to mention our mailbag sponsor. Uh, oh yeah, I'm also still hey, walking yeah. dogs for Wag. Wag dog walking. Go ahead and download the app. Hey, uh, Sarah, we need to mention them. Yeah, your your free uh, your free first walk promo code Brian seven four five one will get your first walk for free. So it's in a Six, eight cities now, I believe. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and put that in after you after you download the app and uh, you get your first walk for free. WEG Dog Walking Services. So. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So, uh, well, I'm so glad I got to see you this last week a couple I times. Know, it was so much fun. Thank you for um, treating me to beer. Yes, thank you for the thank you for the warning that uh, Kevin Waz was about to pass me because it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it took the surprise away. Kaysel, are you going to crush your triathlon on Sunday? Fuck yeah. Thank you so much, buddy. Fuck yeah.